Welcome to Vintage McCoy. We have some breaking news coming up. Stay tuned. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. Together, we will make America great again. I have never been more hopeful about America. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One small step for man. All the gods to be able to sing with new meaning. My country tears of me. Sweet land of liberty of the Aussie. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, uphold any foe to ensure the survival and the success of liberty. It is indeed we are the defenders of freedom. With the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph. So help us God. We hold these truths be self-evident that all men are created one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to And now, your host, Pastor Rob McCoy. Welcome to Vintage McCoy. I'm Rick Brown, filling in for Rob McCoy tonight. And we are looking at Fauci's emails that are exposed. You know, this breaking news through the Public Access Act and BuzzFeed laid hold of 3,000 email documents from Dr. Fauci. For the last 14, 15 months, Dr. Fauci has been the public safety officer, if you will, for the United States of America that instead of 15 minutes of fame, he's had 15 months of fame. He's been elevated to the place that all of us, I believe, as Americans wanting to believe the best and functioning in good faith towards what he has to say and obviously thinking that he has our best interests in mind. But you may be like me, that it seems a very inconsistent message. Uh, I might call him flip-flop Fauci because of how he goes back and forth between things. And what his email treasure trove really gives to us is the ability to look at what he's saying privately through his email correspondence with professionals, colleagues, and what his public statements and testimonies have been. And this is where these two things converge that we might be able to compare what he really thinks in um, the candor and the candidness by which he emails and the political operative that he seems to speak out both sides of his face when it comes to uh, addressing the nation publicly. Now, realizing that the unknown of COVID-19, this coronavirus that came on the scene, 
unknown to any of us about its severity, we lean on those who it is their job, it is their training, it is their education, it is their profession, and they are in a key place to counsel and give advice to the leaders of our nation. And through this process, we can now look at these emails and really have some insight. And we lean into Tucker Carlson's great journalism and expose upon this topic, and we'll just be touching back and forth. It's not everybody that has Tucker Carlson in their back pocket, but uh, here at Vintage McCoy, we love Tucker. We love what he's doing as a patriot for our nation and a lover of liberty. And one of the few voices that has not been able to be silenced by the censorship and uh, is boldly speaking out throughout this period of time to bring truth to the American people. And you want to hook your wagon to people that love liberty, that love truth, and want to get to the bottom of things. And as we open this up, we really want to just be contemplating since, you know, it tells us in Romans 13, 4, that he is God's minister to you for good. The public officials, government officials, are there in their role to bring good to a society. And yet we know in this constitutional republic that anybody that serves, they serve at, um, by our consent. And yet uh, Dr. Fauci is not an elected, elected official. He is a 40-year uh, government bureaucrat that has worked there, and he knows how to navigate the political rhetoric uh, to appease every side depending on what environment he's in. But we really need, through times of uncertainty, is people that love truth and love liberty and bring good to the American people. And if he fits that litmus test, then praise God, let's let him continue to serve. And if he does not, and if he speaks out both sides of his face, and he has been deceptive to the American people, then the American people should desire him to be replaced, that we could have a trustworthy, truthful individual that is watching out for our public good. Wouldn't you agree? Let's look at this first clip because there's a key statement of gains of function that the emails that we begin with reveal, and that is, what is the origin of this coronavirus? What is the origin, and is it humanly tampered with in the Wuhan laboratory there in China. So look at this as we begin. The first email came from an immunologist called Christian Anderson who works at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla, California. Anderson warned Fauci that COVID appeared to have been possibly manipulated in a laboratory. Quote, the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. The next day, on February 1st, Tony Fauci wrote back, Thanks, Christian. Talk soon on the call. Fauci then sent an urgent email to his deputy, a man called Hugh Auchincloss. The subject of that email, in all caps, was important. Quote, Hugh, it is essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward. You will have tasks today that must be done. 
Attached to that email was a document. It was entitled, quote, Barrick She et al., Nature Medicine, SARS Gain of Function, PDF. Now, the Barrick in the attachment referred to Ralph Barrick, a virologist based in the U.S., who collaborated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Barak worked with a woman called Dr. Shi Sheng Li, known as the Bat Lady, because she manipulates coronaviruses that infect bats. She was the Shi in the attachment. Now, keep in mind that during the questioning from Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky fairly recently, Tony Fauci denied that this same Ralph Barak had conducted gain-of-function research. Again, this is the Ralph Barak in Fauci's attachment, which was entitled Barak Shi et al. SARS gain-of-function.pdf. And yet, under oath before the United States Congress, Fauci denied this. Dr. Barrett does not do gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. And if you look at the grant, and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that. Now, when we think about this email, it's so important because this email, specifically, the PDF talks about gain of function. It's not about people tweeting it or some conspiracy theory. It was in his email with, uh, in reference to Dr. Bark and also um, the bat lady, the scientist, in the Wuhan lab. Now, when you put these two things together, what he's saying publicly and what his emails are indicating seems to be in conflict. And that conflict, why would there be a need to withhold from us, the American people, as early, did you notice, the signature of this email, out of these 3,000 emails, this is where we start our evening, January 31st, 2020. Think of it. This is so far before we even had the rollout of shutting down the nation for two weeks to flatten the curve March 15th. He knew this because this scientist in La Jolla, a guy by the name of Christian with Scripps Research, told him on January 1st, 31st, excuse me, of 2020 that this the genome, or as they examined it as a scientist, I don't understand those things. He's a specialist, and he tells Dr. Fauci, this looks like it has been engineered in a laboratory by people. And yet, here, the emails and public statements from Dr. Fauci in public seem to be in conflict. Not only that, but this barrack Barak that is mentioned in this following clip, it's a dialogue between two scientists and one of them, and he specifically mentions how easy it is to manipulate a virus between these two professionals, you'll see in a moment, and they say, we work with Barak about this. And so Barak is a uh, professional in doing this. He's mentioned in, e in the email, along with the PDF, that is described as gains of function, which specifically means uh, viral manipulation. So check out this clip. But if you're saying these are diverse uh, coronaviruses, and 
you can't vaccinate against and there are no antivirals. What, what, do, we, what do we do? Well, so I, I think that coronavirus is a pretty good, I mean, neurovirologists, you know all this stuff, but they, you can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein, and we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm -hmm. to do this. Um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do, do some work in the lab. So, you so he talks about Barak and working in the lab to be able to do this. And those are just two scientists that are in this field talking very matter-of-factly. They're not trying to um, hide anything. They're just saying how it works. Now, the difference between that narrative about a manipulated virus that originated in the Wuhan laboratory in China and the narrative that Fauci brings um, to public <laughs> shortly after this is that uh, in April of last year, he says that now there's this <laughs> wonderful agreement among scientists that it jumps species from a bat to, um, to humans. So the narratives are very different, and they are in conflict with one another. Look what he says publicly here with the uh, president standing behind him. A group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists look at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species. So he's saying publicly that it has jumped species, but we're seeing the um, professional opinions of those in his uh, in email correspondence by others about what's going on. So. What is the truth? How do you get to the truth? It's very difficult because Fauci is like nailing down jello. I even watched an interview with him today as he's seeking to defend these emails, and he's very creative at just morphing things and moving things like a blob that you can never wrap your arms around because as long as he can continue just to say, well, you know, this week it's new uh, information and last week it's, it's the evolving of the new information. But it seems to be more than that. Even President Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, weighed in on this. Part of the troubling thing that we're seeing with these emails that are coming out is not only do they seem to correspond with what President Trump said and what Secretary Pompeo uh, said in terms of the origins of the virus, but it indicates that Dr. Fauci had knowledge or at least a suspicion of things not uh, happening in an evolutionary manner very early on, and he didn't share that with the task force. That's very troubling and something that we do need to get to the bottom of. Now, why wouldn't Dr. Fauci share with the task force that was 100% committed to tackling this problem of COVID-19 as it came into the country through this research lab that eventually appears to be 
um, contracted by a few of the, the workers there and then worked its way out into the public. And Mark Meadows, who was chief of staff to President Trump, involved with the whole task force. And why was, were these things not fully disclosed? Unless you have something to hide. What is the issue? Why, why are important, important truths and facts and evidence, why are they not up front for us to wrap our hearts, minds, and arms around so that we can really know what's going on? And when these things come out piecemeal like this, and it seems like Dr. Fauci's speaking out both sides of his face, it reduces the public trust in a public official that is supposed to be, number one, his job is to look out for the welfare of the American people. In another email, changing subjects slightly, though still surrounding uh, Fauci's life and COVID-19, there is this question about those who have contracted COVID-19. I have personally had COVID-19. My wife and I, and we contracted it when we were spending some time with my 81-year-old father who caught it, and then we spent three weeks and we quarantined with him, and so we went through that journey, and like everything else, whether it was me getting chicken pox or all the other sicknesses and things that I went through in my life, there is this incredible God-given natural immunity that God has created that your body, when it attacks a virus and it figures it out and then it conquers it, you have now antibodies. All we hear about now is vaccine, 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 vaccine passports, vaccine now discrimination and segregation. If you haven't been vaccinated, you're going to be, not be able to go to this and that. In New York City, they're beginning to lay out these frameworks. And yet nowhere in any of this do I hear about the 100 million Americans that have caught COVID, they've recovered from COVID, and that's 100 million Americans that now we're being pressured our, our civil liberties are being violated that we now are going to be discriminated against? Are they going to put uh, a star on us that says unvaccinated, you know, unclean, unclean? Now, I'm not, I've had loads of vaccinations in my life. I've traveled abroad. I've been to 17 different countries. I've been vaccinated for yellow fever and typhoid and things that I, I didn't even know existed in the places that I was going. So I'm not anti-vax, but I am pro-liberty. And I am also am a logical, rational individual that if I have caught COVID, if I have recovered, if I have antibodies, why would I do anything, especially something that's experimental and not FDA approved? Why would I do that to myself? It makes no common sense. And yet through all of this, this question is also put to Dr. Fauci and something that he has never said publicly, he would say privately, though it was good for the country to hear those things he does not come forward with. Check it out. In March of last year, former Obama official Zeke Emanuel wrote to Fauci to ask a very simple question, one that we've asked countless times. Are people who have recovered from COVID generally immune from getting infected with COVID once again? 
That applies to about 100 million Americans, so it's not a small question. Fauci's response, quote, no evidence in this regard, but you would assume that there would be substantial immunity post-infection. Well, yes, you would assume that. We always have. And in fact, studies now show it is true. People who have had COVID and recovered almost never get sick again from COVID, so they don't need to be vaccinated. Yet to this day, Tony Fauci has never admitted that in public. So he has never told us this publicly. He has never made strong statements from coast to coast and put this message in the, the ear of the president of the United States for the president of the United States to stand up and say, all of you Americans, a hundred million of you who have braved COVID and you have recovered from COVID and you have antibodies to prove it, you're free. You're free from our pressure to vaccinate. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax. I'm pro-liberty and I'm also pro-logic and rational, rationality. Meaning that if I was sick with COVID, why in the world would I need some second dose? Why would people that uh, have contracted COVID and recovered, why should they be vaccinated? And yet Fauci privately said, oh, it is probably true. Now, recent studies have come out that say that's specifically true, that that long lasting antibodies will be there in our body. And though we may, I mean, the next flu season with a variant of coronavirus, once again, we'll have to deal with that. But I'm not worried about COVID-19. I've been there, done that, my body recovered, I'm good. So why should I, as an American, not have the liberty to fly anywhere, go anywhere, mass-free, because I'm not contaminating anybody, I'm not violating anybody's rights, I'm not somehow harming public good, I'm a part of what's known as herd immunity. Well, Zeke Emanuel also asked Dr. Fauci privately in an email another great question that we've asked many times here at Vintage McCoy. Look at this. In his email to Zeke Emanuel, he admitted something else that's also now obvious. Surgical masks, the paper kind all of us wear, don't really work. They offer very little protection from COVID. In fact, at least one study shows they may accelerate transmission of viruses. They are, in short, a form of make-believe. Yet once again, while under oath in public, Tony Fauci claimed precisely the opposite. You're and telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine yeah. or have had the infection are spreading the infection. If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's not. If you had the vaccine and you're wearing two masks, isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let me just state Dr. for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. And we have immunity there, theater. If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. Senator you're Paul, not you're wearing a mask I because of like any sign. I, I totally disagree with you. Rand Paul is a physician. He's smart. What he just said was true, and the science shows that it's true. There's not much debate about it, actually, among honest people. But Tony Fauci claimed it wasn't true. He lied. Why would he do that? Fauci, when it comes to us being free and liberated 
from masks, which are really pretty ineffective unless it's a specific N95 mask that fits tightly and, you know, all the yada, yada, yada narrative that goes along with that. But how do you gain herd immunity? How do you, how does your immune system naturally get strengthened by being exposed to all kinds of things? What is the effects of when uh, adults and children stop wearing masks after uh, a year and a half and now they're going to be exposed to just normal stuff that you have to catch and recover, catch and recover, catch and recover. I mean, that's a part of our acquired immune system. When Texas fully opened and Mississippi fully opened and Florida fully opened and these places that opened up and we see that they're doing better than other places, President Biden said that they were Neanderthals. Now, let me just ask the logical question. Who's the Neanderthal? I thought we were supposed to follow the science. Fauci told us back in February last year, along with the Surgeon General, saying, we do not need masks. He said, you know, you see some cultures where people are walking down the street with a mask. You don't need that. And now he just says, well, you know, there was a shortage of masks, so I said that so that the medical workers... It doesn't matter what you try to hold his feet to the fire to get to the truth. He's like water that just goes around the rocks of truth. I mean, he, he's, he's very creative. And just as he said, he totally did not agree with Rand Paul, who is a physician there. And that narrative, if I've been vaccinated, why would I wear two masks? One is not that good, why would I wear two? Doesn't it seem to you, do you ever feel like you're the only person that is wanting to operate with logic and reason and evidence and those who are the professionals telling us to follow the science don't even follow what they know to be true? so that they can pursue some kind of political agenda. It's sad. It's so sad to exercise tyranny and government overreach to force these things down people's throats that is not for their good. C.S. Lewis, the renowned Christian author, said this, of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive it would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity or greed may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. These moral busybodies that virtue signal that they're the ones that, that they have the, the truth and the science and it's all of these people that really uh, don't want a vaccine and they don't want to wear a mask. And when this all unfolds over the next year or two and we get to the bottom and truth finally breaks its way forth into the sunlight out of the darkness and the shadows, those individuals, even as this week, these emails reveal the origin of COVID-19 seems to be an engineered uh, virus from the Wuhan lab a year ago. All of mainstream media said that this was a conspiracy theory. Isn't it crazy? 
You know, when people do not want to see the truth, they don't want to hear the truth, they love this terrifying dread that keeps people in fear and under their power and under their, their thumb of control, it's really sad. Well, sometimes you just wonder, is it only Fauci? Who else is influencing him? Who's, who's pulling the strings of this puppet? Who's he involved with? And I don't know about the strings or puppet or anything else, but there are some two dozen mentions of Bill Gates and these emails. Bill Gates, this billionaire, who has uh, really him and his wife, Melinda, setting up their foundation. Somehow they have the perspective that I guess they're going to save the planet and save all of humanity. But what about their agenda and their plan to do so? Check this out. Well, here's one reason. The emails show that Tony Fauci speaks regularly to Bill Gates. That's odd. Bill Gates is not a doctor. Bill Gates is not a scientist. Bill Gates is a very rich man who made billions making mediocre software for office computers. So why would Tony Fauci be in such regular contact with Bill Gates? The term Bill Gates comes up more than two dozen times when you search the Fauci emails. Has Bill Gates profited in any way from Tony Fauci's COVID guidance? That would definitely be worth knowing immediately. I would like to know immediately. I don't know about you. And I, I don't know that there's any relevance to that. And I'm not going off on some conspiracy tangent about this. But the thing is, is that he has been very vocal, as we'll show you in just a moment, uh, a clip about him saving the planet and world population. And the concern that he seems to have is the overpopulation of the earth. And um, is it Bill Gates and Melinda Gates and the Gates Foundation, is it their job to curb, to change, to transform, to give new direction, to somehow bring all of their influence to bear on the population of the planet? I mean, honestly, who's he think he is? Look at this. As we make the world healthier, is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible? So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? Now, 11 billion people still a lot, but the good news is that the faster we improve health, the faster family size goes down and so we can feel great about saving those lives. So he's interested in medicines that help people be healthier and that reduces the population of the planet. That doesn't seem to make any sense. As a matter of fact, the healthier people are, the longer they live, the greater the population of the planet, right? Really the only way to reduce The population of the planet is birth control, obviously, people deciding not to have more kids, or for people to die, right? I mean, there's really, a, it, it's not rocket science to understand those things. It seems like through this last year and a half, 
that there's these gears of motivations, whether it's huge pharmacy making billions and billions of dollars through the vaccines and the big push to um, have people vaccinated. And, and you wonder where it's all going to end with their passports, their vaccine passports. Even now, will we be able to travel abroad? Will I be able to go to Europe without a vaccine card? Now, these vaccine cards, if you've seen them, I have some relatives that have been vaccinated. They're older individuals, over 75. They have underlying health issues. They have problems and they have a vaccine card. And it's just this little card with the handwritten date and things in which they were vaccinated. Now, obviously, people that don't want to be vaccinated, but people that want to travel or if they want to get into things, the danger is they may be tempted to go forge that paperwork but the FBI is coming up with some hefty, hefty fines and penalties for people that do thing, these things. Now, I'm not endorsing that or condoning that. I'm saying I know, we all know how people work. But the thing is, is that now will I be limited from travel? Will I be able to go to Europe? Will I be able to go to Israel? Will I be able to go to other places? that I may want to go? Is it going to come to the place that certain airlines are only vaccinated people only? Is there going to be cruises that are vaccinated people only and, and they don't even do cruises for unvaccinated people? The segregation, the, um, basically the health, health, and human, health and human services of the government are now going to segregate the United States of America over a flu really makes no sense. You know, there's a couple of Bible verses I want to end our time with. It tells us, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. When we have leaders that will tell us the truth, will be honest and transparent and tell us what to expect and to give us personal freedom and liberty as responsible adults and individuals to watch out for our own safety without their tyranny and government overreach, we rejoice. But when people rule us that have, they're dishonest, they speak out both sides of their face, they are saying things that would be good for us publicly to know, but they say that only privately in their email. And then they tell us things publicly that are not good for us and actually not really connected to the truth. That's what they're telling us. When you speak out both sides of your face and you lose the public trust, the people now groan that you retain your position to govern over us. And so may God deliver us from government officials that are not serving the people of America with their good will in mind. Secondly, James 4.17 says, Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Many of these people have known the right thing to do from the beginning, and they have missed the mark to bring forth the truth to God's people. Proverbs 28, 13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. How come so much things, or how come so many things are being concealed and the transgression of missing the mark 
and really to the harm and the detriment of Americans. For everybody that loves liberty, for everybody that loves our nation, for everybody that loves their neighbor, for everybody that is really uh, fully supportive of government officials that would do their job for our good, we need God's grace. We need to be praying that all of the truth of all of these things will somehow be dumped out at our feet, that we'll be able to sort through it, and finally, honestly, just like this 3,000 emails that have now just been laid at the public's feet, to be able to compare private interaction and correspondence with public announcements and public testimony which seem in contradiction of one another. We need to pray that it all comes out. Truth makes a difference. It always does. And if you discover the truth, the truth will set you free. God bless you. Until next time, this is Vintage McCoy, and I'm Rick Brown, filling in for Rob McCoy. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.